Welcome to the Jim and Jeremy Show. I'm Jim McClenahan, your co-host and Director of Career and Corporate Outreach for the College of Business at the University of Nevada, Reno. Joined, as always, by my partner, Jeremy Teat. Good morning, everybody, or evening, I suppose, whenever you are listening to this. Jeremy Teat, Director of Advising, Recruitment, and Retention in the College of Business. Good to be back. And Jeremy is rocking the COVID hair today. Thank God we don't, <laughs> we're not on video. Uh, it, it's you, you got good hair. I gotta tell you, I'm jealous. <laughs> you know, it, ha- it hasn't turned gray yet. So that that's positive And I still got some. Um, so I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about that. And, uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens when I decide to go get a haircut. Um, I hear the lines are pretty long right now, so I might be waiting a, another month or so. Uh, I, I checked in at great clips 20 minutes before it opened and they said, come back and an hour and a half. So that's what I did. And then it, it all worked. I might have to take a day off of work to do that with the, with the kids and the weekend. If it's I could get on a Saturday or Sunday, that would be a, it'd be like going to be just make it a half day event. <laughs> That'll work. So uh, today I, I, we're, we're talking about side gigs and boy, if you uh, could cut hair at home, that's a good side gig. That would be an amazing side gig. I'm sure that, that there probably are people who uh, have kind of ventured into that realm because uh, it is, uh, I mean, I suppose it's a little bit of a risky business uh, doing it on the side or doing it on the side prior to some of the reopenings, depending on what state you live in. But that is a place that I'm sure many, many people were looking for someone to come to their home or have a place to go. I mean, there are those uh, mobile barber shops that, I know, uh, actually, in, in my business 101 and entrepreneurship class, multiple students have kind of made that their business plan in the past of kind of taking a utility trailer, turn it into a mobile barbershop, which I always thought would be a pretty cool idea. Um, the gas and, and the price points didn't always work, depending on kind of what their target market was. But, um, but still, a good idea. Would have made a lot of money in the last two months doing that. Uh, I had to, I found a mobile dog groomer to come out and give my dog a bath and uh, cause Ralph was really dirty and that was, it was probably $30 more than taking him to PetSmart. Mm-hmm. Um, but PetSmart wasn't open for dog grooming. So, you know, that this, yeah. so it just brings up the point that no matter what you're doing as a student, and I think it's especially important now with the economy being uncertain at best is that you have a side gig, something that you can do on the side uh, to make money. And, you know, I always tell students when I talk in business 101, get a business license just with your name. Uh, And because you don't know what you're going to do yet, but you want to make sure you can get paid for it. And, you know, there's, there's some tax advantages to having to having a business license, but don't worry about those complexities right now. Worry about what you're good at and what you enjoy doing. So Jeremy, you had a great side gig coming out of college. I, I, it's awesome. I love hearing about it. So tell us about that side gig. Yeah, absolutely. So it was a business at myself and uh, two of my best friends. We had started it. Uh, much like many businesses get started, we were in a rec league volleyball uh, league. And one night after we got done playing and 
had a couple beers and everybody was starting to talk about their, their glory days of, of their athletic prowess. And, you know, it became, I remember when I ran this time in high school in the 40, or I bench pressed this, or I did this. And then we were all saying there like, wouldn't it be cool if we could actually go do that like tomorrow or this weekend, you know, we were, uh, in our mid twenties, uh, to late twenties at that time, I had just finished grad school. And then we were just like, this seems like something people would be interested in. I know competitive people would definitely be interested in how far have you fallen since you're a high school athlete or college athlete. Um, so we pursued it, submitted a application to the university we had attended. They had an alumni business plan competition and, we won $5,000 and a lot of support from the university, uh, which was awesome. And then we, we got it going. And the one thing that we did realize pretty quickly, and this is, I think, kind of to Jim's point, is that, you know, you, you have your idea and you get really excited about it. And we're like, okay, people will definitely pay for this. But then there's certain things start to come along. We have to rent a space. If we're going to rent a space and then we're going to do particularly anything super athletic, you need to have insurance because somebody could get hurt. So then we kind of had pivoted to that and started focusing on high school athletes. Um, and we, like we were talking about earlier with mobile barbershops, mobile pet grooming, all of those things, we became the mobile NFL combine, if you will. The company was called uh, and we went to high schools. We brought all the same equipment that the NFL used, all motion sensor timing mechanisms, uh, set them up on the football fields. We did volleyball combines, basketball combines, uh, did some softball uh, drills at one point as well. And then we take all that data, put it up into a cloud-based system that allowed you to kind of sort and filter. And our big thing that we were really interested in was allowing the end user to be able to sort and filter their results, just like you'd sort and filter something on Amazon. So you want a pair of 11 and a half wide black wingtips you could do that with our data. We want to see people between 6'1 and 6'3 who are between 180 and 205 pounds. What's their 40 time and what is their bench? So we, we put a lot of uh, time, a lot of effort into it. So it definitely was a side gig that started to become, become something more than that. Um, and it was fun. It was, it was something that we really, really enjoyed. But the one thing that Jim did mention at the beginning is something that you're good at and something that you love. And as much as we enjoyed it, I don't know if any of us loved it enough to quit our full-time jobs and go do it. Um, it was definitely something I enjoyed, but I realized at one point, the thing that I liked the most is working on a college campus working with young people teaching classes and helping people figure out what they want to do. Um, so I was out and then my other buddy was an engineer. My other buddy was the director of marketing for a newspaper. So he was, everybody was kind of doing pretty well. So it was, it, it, it eventually started to fall to the side once we started having kids and things and we ended up uh, selling it to someone, but it was a great side gig. Great to talk about. Like anytime you're in a conversation, any sort of networking thing, it's like, Oh, what other things do you do? Well, I also run this business called MyCom. Tell me about it. I'll never forget when I interviewed out here, the first question Jim asked me, he didn't ask me about academic advising. He didn't do success. He didn't ask me about anything university related. He just said, what is my combine? Tell me about it. Cause it was on my resume. 
And I think that's one of the real benefits of having your side gig is it shows any employer that you are able to start something on your own, keep it going. And also you have a passion for, for different things and you can, you can be really creative. And if you're starting a business, you got to kind of do it all. So that was a very long winded answer for what my side gig was. Well, it's a great story because it takes some skills and interests that you had and you, and you turn it into a business. If you have an iPhone, you could, and you love shooting videos, that can be a business. There's lots of people that need help shooting videos. Uh, if yeah. you want, if you wanted to help a professor set up more effective zoom sessions, mm-hmm. just with the lighting where they're shooting things, you can be a lighting consultant. Uh, so it's, it all depends on passion. You know, there's lots of people that love photography. So it, it's hard to turn photography into, into a side gig, but start thinking about what else relates to photography that you are, that you're interested in and passionate about. Uh, I know a lot of people passionate for video games, you know, shooting video game reviews, uh, mm-hmm. getting advertisers online. That can be a side gig. Uh, I, we have a number of students. Uh, one graduated, but had a, started a landscaping business to this day. Mickey Brothers Landscaping does my fertilizing and aerating of my lawn. That was Craig Mickey and his brother Kenneth that started that. In the class I taught this spring, uh, I had a a student, Hunter Jablonski, who started a junk hauling business. So if you need junk hauled away from your house. Uh, So it's... I've had Hunter out to my house. He was in my Business 101 class (laughs) as well. And I remember giving examples of how I hate cutting down trees and junk. And he was just like raised his hand and it was a selfish plug in the middle of class. He's like, I have a business. I will take all that crap away from your house. Wait, so he's hauling all the tree stuff, the, all the, all the stuff that you cut down. He, he holds uh, yard waste. Yeah. He, he'll take it all. Particularly tree. I know earlier Jim and I were talking about Jim cutting down a tree, but Hunter will take it because what he does is he chops it up and then resells that for firewood. So Hunter is really doing well. Uh, and re- really creative with, you know, I think I'm going to take credit for it, talking about multiple revenue streams uh, in Business 101. But originally he was just a junk hauler. And then we had talked about landscaping and getting rid of stuff. And then he started chopping, using those uh, the trees and the leftover stuff to then sell firewood. So, um, but the, another one that I think is really interesting, we talked about mobile stuff Uh Gianna, uh, who is one of our academic advisors that some of you who are listening to this may know, uh, she runs a mobile detailing company. So she will come out to your house, she'll clean your car, your truck, your RV, trailer, boat, whatever it is. Uh, She was doing that before we ended up hiring on as academic advisor, and she still does that. So she still has a side gig. So, you know, it doesn't end once you become a professional and you you have benefits and you have, you know, a salary and everything like that. So... Um, the thing that I would, would really encourage you to think about is, is what is your time worth on this side gig? Cause that's, if as a side gig, it's going to be probably in the evenings and it's going to be on the weekends. So you really have to make sure that you're, you're assessing what is your time worth and how efficiently you can get those things done. Um, because I think that was one of the things that ultimately started to, be the the end for my combine and our our company was if we're going to test high school kids high school kids got a school at three o'clock their practices start at you know three thirty. 
which means one of us has to leave work an hour and a half early to go do this. Um, or we're doing it on the weekends and, um, we had really good profit margins. The one thing that for as much as we should have is high schools don't have a lot of money. So the few high schools that could afford to do us, we, we had good profit margins, but we realized a lot of high schools did, but then, you know, it's your Saturday, it's your Sunday. So what is, what is your time worth? Um, is something I would really encourage you to think about as you're venturing into the side gig. Uh, and, and that's why you got to love it because if you don't love it, the time you're investing, you'll never recover the full value. So there's lots of ideas that you can come up with. And if you come up with a really great idea like Jeremy had, you can write a business plan and enter it in the Sontag business plan competition. And that's a $50,000 prize to get your business started. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, some of the businesses that actually haven't won Sontag are the ones that have ended up having some even more success. Uh, Dragonfly Batteries is one that I know is, gets brought up a lot where uh, they're doing batteries. And this was, how many years ago was that one, Jim? Do you remember? I think uh, it was before my time. So definitely Yeah, it's probably been seven or eight years since, yeah. since Dennis and Sean pitched Dragonfly and they're doing very well. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's different business plan competitions as well. I mean, I think that was something that also made starting my combine <laughs> really easy and really fun is uh, when we were in Milwaukee, there were a lot of different places you could go for business plan competitions, Madison, Chicago, Green Bay. And uh, we had won quite a bit of money um, doing that. So the, the passion has to be there. Um, and the skill set really has to be there because the thing you're also going to find is you're going to be shooting for perfection because when you're first starting out, everything has to be word of mouth. And if somebody didn't do a good job, um, particularly when if we're talking about my combine, all the coaches, they all know each other. They meet every year. So if I do a really poor job at McQueen High School, I'm not getting a gig at North Valleys or Minogue or somewhere else because they're going to ask, you know, how did it go over there? Um, so the, the quality and the pride you have to take in your work needs to be really, really high. And I think, again, that's where that passion comes from that Jim is talking about. You really have to love it. So one of our secrets to success, get a good side gig, something that you love to do that you can make a little bit of money on the side. So if you do have something like a furlough or a pay cut, you have the side gig to rely on. That's all the time we have today for the Jim and Jeremy show. Uh, it's been great having you be part of our uh, our conversation. Eventually we're going to do these live, have some guests, do some interviews. I don't know, maybe a few drinks. We'll see what happens. Who knows what'll happen. Thank you for listening guys. Uh, and we will talk to you next time. See ya.